O God, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. My brothers and my sisters in Christ are risen and ascended, Lord. You're on your way to work. You're getting frustrated with the other drivers on the road. Some of them are going super slow. Some of them are going way too fast, and they're going to kill somebody. You're getting angrier and angrier, and this desire in your heart bubbles up to honk your horn, maybe to roll down your window and pick a few choice words for the people on the road. Finally, you snap. You do it. You lay into them, and now you feel guilty. And now you feel angry that you feel guilty. Because how many other people in the world would just honk the horn, would just do the thing that nobody wants to see have done to you, and wouldn't think twice about it, wouldn't feel guilty at all, but you have to struggle? How is that fair? So the day's not off to a great start. You get to work. You put in a couple hours. It's time to take a break. So you head to the break room, and on your way to the coffee maker, you pass by two conversations. The first one, two of your coworkers are talking about what they read in their horoscope that morning. They're talking about fate. They're talking about karma. They're talking about if they will receive good for the good energy, the good vibes that they put into the world. You take a couple extra steps, and you hear two male coworkers talking about a female coworker that they both find very attractive and would like to be more than friends with. They're both married. And you feel your heartbeat quicken, your pupils dilate, you get stressed out, you're uncomfortable because you know something about how these ways of acting and talking and thinking are not what God expects of you, but you look at them and you don't see that they're any unhappier than you are. What's the deal? If you want to be a Christian in this modern era, good luck. Because everywhere you turn, there's going to be reminders that you are different, that you believe different things than everyone else believes, that you think differently about life and morality than everyone else. When evolutionary theory is an assumed part of curriculum in our public schools, when people are quick to make decisions based on what makes sense to them, what actions they can justify and rationalize instead of what is written in an ancient text like the Bible, When TikTok videos go viral that give relationship advice that Jesus most certainly would disagree with, reminders that we are different are all over the place. And isn't it exhausting? Isn't it tiring to live in a world that reminds you millions of times every day how different you are for what you believe, how different you are for what you think? Isn't it just exhausting? And just like when you are physically exhausted is when we show the worst part of ourselves. I wonder how many arguments could be headed off at the pass if both people would just take a nap before they open their mouths. Spiritual exhaustion brings out the worst in us. Because when our energy is depleted, our tank is empty, it's fight or flight. So you can fight. The world reminds you of how different you are for your priorities, making time on Sunday morning for church, making time in your 
daily life for devotion and making your decisions according to what God wants. So you can fight. You can dig your heels. Make the world the enemy. You can become a word warrior. Don't let a single anti-God post on social media go by without you expressing how you feel. Standing up for God as if he needs you to stand up for him. You can fight. Isolate yourself. Only hang out with Christians. Only talk to other Christians. Or you can flee. Flight. Not from the world, but from the source of your discomfort. You can flee the God who is making you so uncomfortable by all his demands, all his words, all his will for you in your life. You can take a step back from him. Go to church a little less. Talk about the Bible a little less. Maybe that's the ticket, to feel less uncomfortable. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants neither. Jesus wants neither fight nor flight, but Jesus does command. No, Jesus does demand that we act and live and think differently from the world. Jesus has separated you from the world, but living separate from the world does not mean complete separation from the world. And so there the disciples were in that upper room celebrating a meal with their teacher, Jesus. They were probably having such a good time sitting around that table, enjoying what they all had in common. You see, the disciples had just followed Jesus around practicing a ministry that was very polarizing because Jesus is polarizing. People either love him or they hate him. And that's how they reacted to him since the beginning. And so the disciples, as Jesus' representatives, as his chosen ministers, people either loved them or they hated them. They knew what it was like to live differently in a world. And so they're sitting around this table just enjoying what they all have in common. They don't have to watch their words when they talk about their faith. They don't have to feel uncomfortable because other people in the room believe differently than they do. No, they're just enjoying their teacher's company and a nice meal. And then Jesus stops eating. He quiets down. And the disciples listen in. And they hear him pray. They're listening to his prayer. And that's when Jesus says, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus is praying to his Father in heaven, God praying to God to protect his disciples and to protect you by his name. The power of the name of God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the Bible says. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Because what is God's name? The Lord the Lord of glory, the Lord of hosts, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, the forgiving Lord, the creating Lord, the redeeming Lord. That is a powerful 
name, a name so powerful that Jesus' friend Judas could betray him and hand him over to be slaughtered like an animal. And God still uses that in his good purposes. Judas here is called the one doomed to destruction because he reached a point of wickedness so vile that he handed over the perfect person, the holiest person he ever knew, to be killed. But when he did that, Jesus made good on the name God gave him because Jesus means the Lord saves. You are saved by Judas's betrayal. You are saved by a wicked, evil moment in history because that moment in history was when the redeeming Lord redeemed you, was when the compassionate and gracious God took compassion and grace on you, was when the forgiving Lord fully and freely forgave you and is also when he called you different. You see, your difference from the world is not an accident. It's not an unfortunate casualty of your faith. It's completely on purpose. That uncomfortability you have around the rest of the world, people who maybe don't believe the same thing you do, that was intentional because God has called you different. Because when you were dead in your sins, God called you alive in Christ. That when you were lost in your hostility and rebellion against God, God called you into friendship and oneness with him. God has made you very different. Different than you were and different from the world. Because Jesus goes on. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy with them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As polarizing as Jesus is, he promises that because the world hated him, the perfect almighty Christ who did nothing but serve, the world just might hate you too sometime. Don't be surprised. So how can we have joy even when the world around us might not take too kindly to our faith? The answer lies in a big Bible word, sanctification. To sanctify means to make holy. Holy means different, set apart, separate. Because God is holy. God is almighty. He is all-knowing. He is all-loving. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is God, and everything he does is perfect and wonderful. How different could you get from human beings? finite, small, weak human beings who are still struggling to figure out how the universe works and will never get there, who are struggling to justify our own actions, that people running around trying to live their lives just by what makes sense to them in the moment, 
sinning against each other on accident and not realizing the depth of their consequences of their sin. No, we are so different from God himself because God is holy. But here Jesus is praying to God the Father to sanctify you. Jesus makes you holy. Jesus has separated you because Jesus has, has clothed you with his own holiness and forgiveness. You are now something completely different than what you were. Something completely different from the rest of the world because you are the unique recipient of God's love and grace. You are called into a new kind of life. You are a citizen of God's kingdom, but you are still a citizen of the United States. So Jesus has called you to be the best citizen of the United States that you possibly can be, the way only a Christian can do it. Jesus last week called you his friend, but you have earthly friends. So your friendship in Christ means that you will be the best friend that you can possibly be, far and above the kind of friend anyone else can be. You are to labor as if God were your only boss. But you have earthly bosses. So you will labor to give God glory in your humility, in your hard work, so that everyone can see how different you are. You see, brothers and sisters, the world is not the enemy. Jesus names the enemy. Did you catch it? The evil one, the devil, Satan, who is constantly at work to undo what the work of Christ has done for us, who is constantly at work in people who are lost in their sin, in whose clutches you were when you were lost in yours. But Jesus has freed you. So look at these people around us, as hateful as they may be, and help them. Help them by being different. Help them by living out your sanctification. See, your difference is not a drawback. It is your purpose. Because Jesus has set you apart. Jesus has sanctified you. Jesus has made you different so that you can leave the mark of Jesus on the world. So Jesus, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen.